The views, advice, opinions, and beliefs of the participants of the Into the Woo podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Into the Woo or the Resonant Creatives Collective Network and are intended for entertainment purposes only. This podcast is a safe space to celebrate unbridled spirituality in its infinite manifestations. Be aware that the content is adult in nature and we openly discuss topics which could be triggering to some people. If you are in spiritual crisis please reach out to a certified professional for counseling. We thank you for listening and please enjoy the show. Welcome to uh, Season 1, Episode 3 of Into the Woo, which is the episode in which Joe forgets that he is a a higher dimensional being and doesn't really understand the concept of time and the fact that Arizona uh, never changes its time with the whole daylight savings thing and um, present moment of awareness junkie, so time doesn't exist. So, sorry, Uh, you were expecting to get Nimue here, but uh, because of my... Okay, I'll just say it. Because of my fuck-up, uh, we are, are just switching things up. you, you got to have Plan B always in, in place. So tonight, uh, I'm welcoming the third member of our creative collective. It's the Resonant Creatives Collective Network, uh, Shanna Warwick, and I'm going to interview her about all kinds of cool things. So Shanna is a intuitive, and she is, does a lot of work with... Uh, with journeying and she also does really fine art. I don't even want to call it clothes. I want to call it uh, just a fine art that you can wear. I think that every piece is like a one of a kind and we'll get into that. So uh, say hello Shanna and did I miss anything? Let's just go by the seat of our pants here. Sounds great. Hi Joe. Hi. Hi. Am I speaking with Joe or am I speaking with Ike now? Oh, you're speaking with a, a combination of the 3D Joe and the Ike will come in if he, if I'm, if I'm fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I'm Shana, Shana like a banana. I guess I'm just going to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for the introduction. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm still kind of getting used to all of the words that I want to use to describe myself as sort of the spiritual witchy woo side kind of merges with the creative thing that I've been doing my whole life. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you kind of giving a, a quick overview. Okay. Did I, did I, did I do a good job? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely, there's different things that are kind of always coming in. Right. And yeah, as we kind of follow What's what the new thing is? What's going out? All the things. Right. So can I can I talk about last Saturday? Like what happened? 
Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, we, uh, as I said, Shanna's an intuitive and she does readings. And she's one of the very, very, very few people that I allow to read me because I just enjoy the ride when she reads. When she reads. Uh, so I decided uh, part, of, part of my little experimentation with Clubhouse was that I was going to get Shanna on here and I was going to have her read me live in front of all you people. Uh, and she did that and we did that we had a we had a pretty cool audience i think for that it was it was neat and it was a great uh experience for me but there was a point and i guess i want to really talk about that and i want to talk about your process for what we do that but there was a point midway when you were talking about uh, when, when you're in my energetic field you were talking about these little pods and maybe we can get a little more elaboration on that, but these little pods triggered the download that triggered the whole impetus for starting this creatives network, which we'll get into later. I guess I can answer questions on that, but it just flooded me with a blueprint to create the Resonant Creatives Collective Network and from start to finish and who to go to. And of course you were the one that triggered it. So you were like number one and Jess was there. She was <laughs> the second one. So can we talk a little bit about that reading uh, and, and how you read, how you do your readings? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a feeling you were going to mention it only because uh, I kind of tried to energetically bring us sort of back there a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, even just preparing for the show, I've been, I've been thinking about this idea of containers. I've been hearing, you know, it's kind of maybe a buzzword that I've been hearing around, like, I'll create this container for you. Like, what does it mean to create this container? And I've sort of been playing with that idea. So even coming into this, it's like, okay, I think I want to create a container for this interview, for this talk, and I'm going to create it in my mind's eye. And sort of that pod kind of image was sort of coming into my sort of reading space, even though... I'm not reading tonight. Are you sure? Um, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, yeah, I, w I definitely want to give you some validation there and say that that absolutely came in. And to your question, um, I mean, when I read, I'm sort of, I've transitioned sort of the process of, of how I read over the past year. I've been in, um, I've been in intuitive de development class with, with um, Free the She is oh, this woman Sarah out in California somewhere and I've been working on what I started with which was like literally jumping into someone's energy and like using um, if you were at the last Saturday if you um, heard Joe talking about it, I used to read outside and I probably still will again once it gets warmer but I, I really use the water as sort of um, a conduit but also kind of, I tried to sort of keep it as an energetic kind of balance between my, where I was myself and where the person was that I was reading, but I was definitely jumping right into people's space. And I've sort of pulled away from that and I'm staying within myself when I'm reading and instead starting to read it out in front of me. Like, um, my teacher calls it a reading screen. I don't really see a reading screen. But I do know that the reading space is like right out in front of me so that I'm not like jumping in and just like swimming around. I heard, um, I don't know, I heard someone on, I think it was on Instagram talking about this. So rather someone that's kind of um, gotten really into, just gotten a lot of fame after 
some things that have happened over 2020. And she was saying that it is not okay for people to pull tarot cards for her and send them to her and say, oh, I pulled this card for you. That means you're like energetically like reaching out to someone's energy and pulling a card for them. And I, that really like struck a chord with me. And yeah, Joanna, there's, a, there's a definitely an issue with consent there, right? Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. I think just thinking about what that means, especially because it, it is li- literally, it is so easy. Like once my guides kind of told me, oh, by the way, you're, you know how to do this now. Once they told me that and I started doing it, I was jumping. It's so easy for me to jump out of my body and be somewhere else. So this whole year has been a practice of embodying the body, you know, that I agreed to come into Mm -hmm. and learning like what that means to actually be here. Okay. Uh, Can I go, uh, can I touch on the screen? Is that a real immersive screen or I know you said it's not really like a TV screen, but is it, is it something that's flat or like 3D and envelops you? How's that, how's that look to you? Um, it definitely has dimension to it. Um, and when I first started using it, I could still, even though I was keeping, keeping things out on the screen in front of me, I was noticing that I was like moving closer to it, Mm -hmm. but I can actually like, almost like, um, like with your phone, if you're looking at a picture and you want to blow it up, like you use your two fingers to like make it bigger. Oh, like I can kind of do that instead of me going out and trying to get in so I can see detail. I'm trying to pull the thing closer on the screen that I'm trying to look at and let that become bigger. So again, so I know where I am Mm -hmm. versus where the person that I'm reading is. Right. And do you, do you do that kind of zoom in and zoom out technique uh, with that uh, awareness behind your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Behind my eyes in the center of my head. Um, I also, I also set, um, I set my crown. Like when, when I open up the reading, I'll ask the person that I'm reading to say their name three times and I'll see a color of their crown, which is also, um, which also connects to the outermost layer of their aura. Mm -hmm. So say if I was reading you, Joe, if I saw, if I saw you at, you know, a green on your crown, I would set myself to like either like a pink or a sky blue, something that's like definitely different Mm -hmm. so that I know where I am versus where you are because there's always going to be things like matching pictures or something that might trigger you and I need to be able to say if like if something like that happens or say I come upon grief or I come upon trauma like I need to be able to see okay that's that and this is me yeah we definitely came across uh, my grief anyway about my brother and uh that was that was something we just stepped away from uh Regarding the uh, color scheme that you use, I noticed that, that, well, can I ask you this? Was that the first time you ever actually read somebody in front of an audience? I'm sure it was, right? Um, I've, I read people in my class. Okay. So in like the school that I'm in, like we'll read on a line, mm-hmm. which means there'll be three of us that are reading one person. And we all set ourselves to that, to one color and set, you know, with reading the other person at another color. So besides like that, where my teacher is kind of coming in and being like, you're doing this, so you're doing that. 
um, I haven't I haven't done it live other than there. Right. Well, I remember I remember yeah. a point in that reading that you told the audience to set their color a certain way. Now, was that was the audience a different color than what you set yourself to as opposed to what you were uh, getting from me? Yeah, I was trying to keep them kind of at um, like a neutral, either a neutral gold or a neutral brown. Oh, OK. And I'm also. um you know, we're also kind of getting used to this platform. Right. So I think some stuff that was coming through, I mean, the way I saw it, um, and Jess can talk about this too, is that she was drawing and she was thinking of something that I was drawing. And I was like, it's the only way I can describe it is like, I was seeing everything that I was reading with you kind of out on the screen. And then this black and white drawing kind of started happening like all around the edges. Oh, wow. And that's and that was a good thing for it to happen because then I could kind of see oh, it's like okay well if the person I'm re you know if you're here where's where's the audience energy because I mean we're all kind of still in the same space right yeah did so you know where, it was Jess sorry did you know it was I didn't Jess? I didn't until she she told me oh <laughs> okay well that was cool I mean that that whole thing was cool the whole experience start to finish was uh, really fascinating. Um, yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, your use of, of this, the energetic flowers, I guess I'm calling it, the energetic roses. Uh, yeah. Can you explain what that's all about and, and why you use it in your readings? Is it for protection or, or what's, what's the, uh, the mode for that? Yeah, so the roses can be used a couple different ways. Um, and I was initially um, taught to use the roses as protection for myself. I'm super empathic. Um, thank you for creating it. Thank you for the buzzword happening to like, <laughs> let me know what was, what I am. <laughs> um, I'll totally latch on to that, but the roses can be used for, they're basically just like a, a way to, to kind of contain energy that's either coming at you or something. I'll even use it like, um, like, like coming into something like this, if I have anxiety, I mm -hmm. feel into my body, I'm like, all right, where's the anxiety? It's like, okay, it's like around my throat chakra. All right, well, let me just picture like two roses kind of like outside of my body, like right around my throat and tell them to like pull that, pull that anxiety out. And the one thing with the rose is that when you create it, you're also responsible for destroying it. Right. So once it kind of does its thing, you can like in your mind's eye just like push it way out into the universe and like watch it explode <laughs> and it just gets recycled back but i i mean i i literally i use this constantly and i and i always use the example of um if you've ever like started walking down the grocery store aisle and someone is walking towards you and they are just like pig pen from the peanuts like their <laughs> energy is just everywhere and you're like oh hell no like I will throw roses, I'll blow roses so that all that energy that they're not containing just kind of doesn't come near me. Yeah. Is that pretty effective? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've actually started, I have an aggressive animal, an aggressive dog in my neighborhood mm -hmm. that I've been kind of playing with it with too. Oh. Which I think that it's helping that and a little bit of my South Philly kind of uh, <laughs> attitude comes out. <laughs> uh, so you're not from uh from elmira you're in elmira right i'm in painted post but no i'm not from up here oh yeah yeah okay um 
Yeah. Okay. So I, I definitely, we, we covered the roses and we covered the, the closing. One of the questions I asked you on Saturday that I, I, I really want to touch on, because I think, I think this could be helpful for other people out in the audience, especially other people who are new to reading others. I, I asked you if, if doing a reading really takes a lot out of you, which I know it does for a lot of folks. Uh, is that, is that the case with you? I would say sometimes it depends on the, on the type of reading that I'm doing, but for the most part, as long as I'm using my tools, I'm grounding myself, I'm running my energy, I'm keeping things out and I'm not jumping out. Mm -hmm. It, I actually will, will end up, um, just being really energized and hyper afterwards. Wow. That's... I think it's, um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's part of, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Can and, you give anybody oh. some advice on, on how to stay, uh, I guess, neutral energetically so that you aren't drained, especially, I guess, I know there's a lot of empaths out there, but how do you stay energized and not completely drained? I'm sure you get drained, but like, uh, do you have any tips for people? I think it's knowing where you are as a spirit. And I will, I'll, I'll keep saying this because it's also been sort of like ground into my brain as well as like staying behind my eyes in the center of my head yeah, and knowing where I am in relationship to where they are. Mm -hmm. So it's always, because it's, it's a question of navigation, right? I think it is. And it's like, of also of owning your space. Mm -hmm. You know, when I go into a reading, I'm setting my space here as well. I use the roses, um, even just like the way I set my space, I'll, I'll draw a line of energy to the, each corner of the room and I'll put a rose in each corner of that room. Mm -hmm. And then I'll kind of watch them all grid together Ooh. and I'll be like this is my space I've uh -huh. grid this space and I also know when someone comes into it and starts working with me I know because I know what I am and what I do and how people are sort of affected by me in the world yeah I know what's going to happen right right and I'm more so stepping into that sort of role as the activator mm -hmm. for I think that's the correct word. I'm still kind of defining it, but I think that that's what's, what's happening. Um, as I'm kind of like learning how to sort of contain my own energy with a couple different practices mm -hmm. and turning that energy in on myself and being like, okay, well, if you're an activator, Shanna, what is that? That means instead of like putting out all this like activation out into the world first, you got to do it to yourself first. Right. Yeah, you got to understand uh, how to how what this boat's about, how to drive this boat, right? Right. Or right. The spaceship or whatever we're, we're exactly. Riding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so pulling that into yourself first, and then be like, okay, well now I have this amount to go out and give, and you know, read for other people or have conversation, you know, whatever it might be. Right. Right. Well, I I I love your technique. I and I think it's really just one of the most fun things I've ever had happen. I think that's why I, I love letting you read me because I, I enjoy it and it, it almost feels collaborative. Do you get that sense that the, the person you're reading and that you are collaborating in some kind of pulling out whatever it is we're looking for? I think so because I think especially if, if I, the more I do it and the more I can kind of like watch what's happening with them and then also kind of like pull out and like look at what's happening on the grid. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something in, there's some 
there's something that I'm doing, and I haven't quite put my finger on it yet, but there's something that I'm doing that's causing, not causing, that sounds like I'm forcing it, but it's allowing something else to like happen within them. And that's sort of like, that's not sort of, it's exactly what I'm trying to do with, um, with offering to, to read for someone and then create an altarpiece or create like a small piece of cloth or something for them to then have in their home. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's pulling in the creative side, but also what I'm doing in this reading space and like giving them this thing that's like, all right, well, now you take this and you use it and it's going to, its presence mm -hmm. is going to, it's going to just like amplify whatever I just saw happening on the grid. Right. I, I likened it, like the three readings I've had from you, I likened it to, uh, I have this belief that that between every single particle in the universe there's that little quantum entanglement and to me it's like a, a a giant web between everything and when you're doing that i feel like you're playing this massive harp that's the size of the universe and that you're plucking the strings just right to tune into to that and that's what you're doing that that imagery never leaves whenever you're reading me that you're playing you're playing an instrument and that instrument is like the quantum entanglement between, it's like the, the entanglement is the strings on the harp and you're playing it and you're a virtuoso in, in my book anyway. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I can play, I can play a mean kazoo. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, very cool. What I, I'd like to kind of touch on something we've been talking about lately and that you want to start working with uh, I guess energetic journeys or, or journeying. I, I hate to use the term shamanistic journey, but but uh, can you talk about where you want to take that? Yeah, it's it's some it's definitely something new. Um, it's something that I've I've worked with someone else to journey. The first time I journeyed with them, um, it was like, oh yeah, you've been here before. Like you know what this is. And it, it was so familiar, like, it was almost like before she was saying, okay, and turn this way and turn that way. I had already turned that way and was, like, looking at what she was about to tell me mm -hmm. to look at. Um, so that sort of, like, remembrance, I'm just kind of trying to put together, like, what does it mean? It's like, okay, well, I can create these containers for people, and I can sort of be there and activate them in a certain way just with um, the way that I read for them or the way that I interact with them. But what does it mean to them be in that container and then blast off and journey into this other place? Like the first place I went was um, the Cathedral of Souls where the Akashic Records, um, the, the Karmic Arena is like across the river. Um, it's a really familiar landscape. Uh -huh. And I think, I think with a little bit more work, I can bring people, and also because I'm an artist, so I'm super visual. Right. So being able to, it's just being able to know where the people are and kind of watching them and, and I'll get there. Uh -huh. I can, I can lead meditation right now and the journey work is kind of like the next step. Maybe it's two steps away, something like that, but it's definitely coming. It's definitely where you I go. feel it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, since you talk about being an artist, let's, can we talk about black boots uh, a little bit? Sure. Uh, so that is your, your. I hate calling it a clothing line because to me it's it's all they're all one of a kind pieces, aren't they? I do a little bit of production, but mm -hmm. for the most part, everything is is pretty limited and one of a kind. And it's amazing. Can you can you 
maybe go into a little bit about what kind of energetic work you put into black boots and what uh, because uh, from what I'm watching you're you're dying your own things you're actually you actually have a cauldron out there and you're doing all kinds of cool stuff with it so there's got to be some kind of energetic work in every single piece you make right yeah for sure um, so I had the I had the clothing line for close to 10 years and you know it kind of waxed and wanes a bit as I put more energy or did other things and kind of came back to it. But over the past couple of years, I've really put everything into it. And specifically over this past year, I got into natural dyeing. You know, I live in the middle of the woods on a beautiful property. And I, one of my, one of my um, like ride or die babes up here, she is a plant person and she just like takes me on these wild adventures, hiking in the woods. And it's like, this is that, this is that, this is that. And I'm just like, learning all these things about plants and she's like and you can die with this one you can die with that one so over the past year i started i started dying with the plants that i found on my property mm-hmm. and then it was like well it's not good enough to just die with them you have to know what the properties are and then we have to do it on the full moon or the new moon and know what the proper you know what's going on with that particular new moon that particular full moon and it's all kind of coming into these altar cloths or these um, some caftans, um, some other wearables, but it's, you know, it's being really intentional about the energy and thinking about it and just like infusing it. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the process that I'm doing is a felting technique. So I'm literally laying down wisps of wool on top of the fabric that I've dyed and I'm wetting it down with soap and water and agitating it so that those fibers are down into the weave of that silk and like shrinking up. So there's like little kind of pockets within the fabric itself mm-hmm. that in my mind can hold that energy of like what I'm putting into it with my hands. Incredible. It's, and what do you think you're discovering with the, uh, with the natural dyeing techniques and, and what, are, uh, what are some of the properties you're finding with this, uh, uh, spiritually, <laughs> uh, specifically? Yeah, so I, you know, I will, it's, it's interesting. I, I've, I got this book a couple years ago and it never really hit me. And then one day I was looking through it and the way that the author wrote about it is that, you know, plants have, you know, they have the physical attributes, they have sort of, you know, you can Google yarrow and it'll tell you like a bazoon and different things that yarrow is good for. But until you start working with it and like understanding it and just kind of paying attention to it, um, another one like mugwort, Mugwort is good for the dream space, but mugwort also just kind of showed up on my property really close to my bedroom window mm-hmm. without me. I mean, I didn't know it was there. I didn't know. I just, one day my friend was like, you have mugwort right there. Was that always there? I'm like, mm-hmm. no idea. I have no idea. Huh. But just kind of like having like a, starting to have a relationship with it. Right. And what? like talking to it and. Mm-hmm. What color does a mugwort give you? Uh, mugwort on its own doesn't give, doesn't give a lot, but I've mixed it, I just mixed it for the new moon. I mixed it with black walnut and a little bit of goldenrod that I had frozen. Mm-hmm. But I wanted her in there more so because um, I believe that, that we create on the dream space first, mm-hmm. and then we bring it into, you know, our waking life. Right. So I wanted her to kind of like be in there. I'm, I'm coming, I've got a new subscription box coming out on the 20th. So I wanted her to be in there to be like, all right, please show me what this is and what it wants to be in the dream space 
so then I can come in in waking life and create it. Wow. And like bring it in here, like ground it into this earth. I, um, I love the way, I love the uh, relationship you have to the, the art you're doing. Uh, it's, it's really quite beautiful. Um, so uh, what textiles are you working with? I heard silk. Is anything else? I mostly work with, so I use a base fabric. I usually use um, silk chiffon or silk organza. Mm -hmm. I have used um, like a cotton like cheesecloth, um, but mostly silk. So okay. it's all natural fabrics. And then I use, um, I use wool. I'm a total wool snob. I get my wool from Italy. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's so beautiful. Merino. It's from like farms that they tell me that they treat the animals well, and it's farms that have been there for you know generations, generations. And yeah, I, I love I love the fact that it's like a natural thing. So there's always kind of like little surprises in in how it behaves. Mm-hmm. So it kind of keeps me on my toes a little bit. Well, that's very cool. You know what? Uh, let's just segue into like, how can people, first off, I want people to see the Black Boots stuff because it's it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I can't wait to see a piece in person, honestly. Uh, so how about we get all your info? How can, how can people get, get a hold of you to do readings? And how can people get a hold of you to buy those beautiful uh, Black Boots uh, pieces? Yeah, everything's on my website. So I spell Black Boots without any vowels. So it's B L C K B T S. Oh, just like uh, your, the image on your <laughs> avatar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So everything's there. The readings are there. You can schedule with me. Um, yeah, and all my work is there. Instagram is the most updated as far as like, you know, what I'm working on on the daily. Mm -hmm. um, but I I keep up on the on the website as well. Well, that's terrific. This has been terrific. I. Uh... I'm really excited about uh, about you hosting on Thursday uh, with with Nimue, uh, and uh, you just being part of this whole thing. It's just so exciting to to have this collective together. Um, so so thanks for doing that. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I'm super happy to be here too. Oh, this has been fun, and and they all seem to be flowing pretty smooth. So I'm enjoying that. And with that, let's change let's change gears a little bit. Let's do uh, our little game that we made up called uh, Resonate Does Not Resonate. Are you ready for that? Sure. So I'm going to explain the uh, the rules to the audience, which is I'm just going to pull uh, ten spiritual concepts out of a hat, and I'm going to ask Shanna if they resonate or they don't resonate, and she really can't explain why we're so we're just going to see maybe it'll just evoke some thoughts in us and realize that there are infinite paths of of ascension and spirituality and what resonates for some may not resonate for another and with no further ado let's just kind of do this lightning round okay <clears throat> so number one hollow earth mm, doesn't resonate the illuminati mm, does not crystal magic Resonate. Gnosticism. Uh, resonate. The reptilian agenda. Mm, makes me laugh, but doesn't resonate. <laughs> <laughs> Portals. Oh, yes. Resonate. The Loch Ness Monster. Oh, that would be so fun. I'll give it a resonate. <laughs> the AI Singularity. I'm not sure. Oh, uh... Undecided. Okay. Unity consciousness. Resonate. Sacred geometry. Resonate. 
All right. Well, very good. Again, I don't know what we're learning about that, but we are learning what uh, we all resonate and don't resonate with. And it's okay to not resonate with things. I think we all learn that. Uh, you have your own uh, original spirituality. And uh, I guess to close out the show, we're going we're gonna to do a Wu News a Wu News story that you actually picked uh, from your neck of the woods. And uh, after the Wu News, I'm going to open it up for any questions that the, the audience might have for you or for this, uh, for me or the podcast or what's going on. But first, let's move on to this Wu News. So this one, I love the headline, Weird New York, the paranormal Thompson Park interdimensional vortex. Oh yeah, people, strap yourselves in. We're going for a ride. <laughs> Okay, New York is full of mysteries. Some are cool and some are just plain weird. The Thompson Park Vortex, just 90 minutes from Utica. Where's Utica? Utica is east of Ithaca. Okay, okay, okay. Probably about two hours from me. Alrighty. It's, okay, it's a paranormal site. People claim to lose time. Oh boy, do I relate to that. Getting disoriented, disappearing, and reappearing, and sometimes not reappearing, according to tales. The Thompson Park Vortex is in Watertown has such a long history of paranormal events, the city finally acknowledged the legend and has even installed a warning sign located near the vortex. Over the years, observers claim the location of the vortex actually moves around the park. Well, then that sign better have some wheels on it, right? As an added twist, the government's code name for Area 51 in Nevada? Watertown. Ooh. The, the head of the CIA at the time, Alan Dulles, was from Watertown. Okay, well, that explains it. Okay. Supernatural investigators have inspected the vortex and discovered the presence of very high electromagnetic fields in the vortex. Does this account for people being snapped from this dimension to another? Maybe. <laughs> another <laughs> explanation is that very high EMF bands can cause people to feel headaches, nausea, feeling watched, hallucinations, and intense illness. If you want to check out Thompson Park Vortex and decide for yourself, get to the park and look for Area 51 sign near the entrance to the zoo. So I'm going to just leave that there and say, uh, about the EMF, uh, I've, I'm an electronic technician, so I have personally felt this uh, feeling. I used to work in what they called a fear cage, which was just a lot of electromagnetic energy going around. So to me, there's something absolutely to this. And what do you think of this, Shanna? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to this vortex place? I have not. And I was kind of excited to hear about it. It's about three hours from where I live. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, upstate New York has so much that, I mean, there's just like all the um, different cults that have popped up here. Mm -hmm. Like John Smith. Is it John Smith? The guy, the Mormon dude, um, found the tablets somewhere in upstate New York. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was, yeah, there's a lot of different cults and like conscious communities that have a little bit more, uh, I don't know, cultish practices happening. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me. There's, um, there's a couple of, there's a, a vortex over near, it's closer to Rochester and Buffalo, like kind of out that direction. Mm-hmm that I've been wanting to visit too, but I've heard it's kind of hard to get to, like to hike up to. But this one being like right in a park, sounds kind of fun. Right, what, what is your opinion about all these vortexes and portals? I know you, you, you snapped a picture of one on your property. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And I think, well, I know that I create portals and I have to be really kind of conscious of doing that. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm someone that is, you know, as woo as I am and just sort of figured out that I've 
I'm able to create them within the past couple of years. I mean, there's definitely other people that are creating them without even realizing. Slash, they're just here. Because, I mean, the veil's not here anymore, right? Right. I, I think we've all been talking about that. What's your opinion on that whole issue about the veil being gone? Like, what, what, what's your feeling? What's your, like, gut checking you with? Yeah, I mean, it's all here. Mm -hmm. It's just all, yeah. It's definitely here. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if I'm not seeing them, like, I can feel and I know exactly where things are. Uh, I'm constantly checking my house. Mm-hmm. Because I think things are just kind of popping in and out. Yeah. I had an ex mm -hmm. oh, definitely. I, I have an experience. I have um, one of my one of my close friends passed when I was when I was young, and I would um, I would always bring this little desert rose that he gave to me, hmm. and I would carry it on Halloween. You know, I was a super goth girl, so <laughs> I have two stories of like two instances with him. So the one Halloween, I had forgotten to bring it to work. And I was super upset with myself. It was Halloween. I always brought my friend Tony, blah, blah, blah. The, the little boy that was um, at the restaurant was playing with something. And I was like, what are you playing with? And he threw it down at me. And wouldn't you know, it was a freaking desert rose. And I was like, I was like, all right, Tony, thank you for letting me know that you're here. Whoa. <laughs> now, what on, especially on Halloween, sometimes he'll, he'll check in other times, but... I'll know like where he's at in my house. Mm -hmm. He'll flick. Um, like this past year, I was down in the basement and I was like, "Oh, I think you're still here. Like, where are you?" And he flicked the light bulb like right above my head. So I mean, they're they're here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I you know I'm still trying to piece together the significance of all that. And do you think that it was? Uh, there's a lot of death energy out there and a lot of trauma and a lot of uh, grief going on. I, I, I'm going through it, you know, personally. But uh, do you think that this was all triggered by the recent events and all that stuff, or is it just kind of part of the cosmic plan? I think it's part of the plan. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of yeah, or whether it's just our awareness has kind of gotten heightened, and it's just I don't know. For those of us who are sensitive like that, mm -hmm. it's just we've raised it enough where we've raised like we've ascended above the veil? I don't know if that's a thing. I'm yeah, not sure. I feel like, uh, so you, you'll probably resonate with this, being uh, someone who makes wearable pieces, uh, like, it, it's, the veil got so threadbare <laughs> that it just kind of is wearing away everywhere. So it's kind of like that old, your old favorite pair of jeans and you've worn a hole in the, in the ass or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, that's, that's how I feel it's happening. But I, I think, I, I've seen, Deep down, I feel that it's just a result of everything that's going on. I mean, we're, something's going to happen. Do you feel that? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I mean, there's people coming to me saying like things that I would never have guessed them to say. Like what? There's just like, oh, Shanna, like how do you how do you connect with this? Like how do you connect with Akate? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you want to connect with who? First of all, you're going for, like, the big guns. Like, you just got here. <laughs> like, hold on. Just, But even just, like, random random things. Like, what do you think about this? Or I swear that I saw this person and they passed away this many years ago. Or just anything. I mean, it's just, it kind of hits you, like, from all different directions. I mean, what people are noticing. And, I mean, we've just had time to notice it, right? 
I mean, maybe it's just like been there all along and we just never, I don't know. We've never had like a year in our lives where everybody was basically put in timeout. <laughs> you're all in yeah. timeout now. And right, we, you, right. yeah, when you're alone with that, you're, you, <laughs> you I, I'm sure that the collective is definitely in some kind of psychosis and something's going on. Uh, with this and we're all getting excited that we're all getting our shots and getting on with our lives and but uh, I, I feel like that's like getting on with your life is going to be even weirder <laughs> right yeah I mean yeah my sensitivity level from I mean I didn't know that I could be any more sensitive and now I'm just like what is going to happen when I'm in a crowded room like am I like I have to be able to hold my own space otherwise like I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I think we experienced a little bit of that because we got together with some friends on, on Saturday who were, you know, vaccinated. And we just, how do you do this energetically with each other? But, uh, you know, you do kind of fall back into it, which is really nice, I, I, I found anyway. And you actually appreciate those people a hell of a lot more because you haven't seen them in forever, right? Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't gotten that point yet. We did try to go to um, Bed Bath & Beyond and... Um, my husband did not handle that very well. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he is super sensitive as well, just kind of in denial. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, like... Just watching that happen, I was like, whew. Well, it's yeah. definitely taken me a long time to deprogram myself and actually uh, have this kind of vulnerability and actually to be like uh, flying my woo flag like a crazy person. But uh, yeah, but, yeah uh, just... The repression and the repressed uh, thing of, of <laughs> gosh, just being raised a male in this in this whole crazy world is has been really difficult to to get in touch with like who I really am instead of who I was programmed to be. Mm, yeah. Well, all right. I think this was wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and throw throw it wide open for the audience. I think Zach had a question right off the bat, so I'm going to bring him up and invite him to speak. Uh, so anybody who has any questions for anything we talked about or for Shanna, Zach, go ahead. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Y'all sort of went through what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if uh, you had any experiences with like mediumship or, um, you know, any other cryptids, elementals, what have you. And then if you were um, experiencing the problems with uh, being around other people after so much isolation because I was at Walmart the other day, it was packed and I could not, I couldn't handle it. Well, for me personally, Walmart is, is like the, uh, an energetic, uh, an energetic children's playground. And, and I, I try to get in and out of there as quickly as possible because the anxiety just, just grips me every time I go in there. And it's not because of COVID. It's really just that everybody's just kind of, their energy is, is, is very intense right now, especially when it was at the height of the pandemic. Shanna, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was, I'm handling it a lot better now that I kind of know how to deal with it, but at the height of the pandemic, I mean, I was coming back to my house after, like my, we were sharing grocery trips and I would come back and just like drop the groceries and say, I have to lay down, like headache, you know, all of it. Um, but I also want to say like the mediumship and elemental, I mean, I do kind of see it all when I'm reading. Um, so I definitely, that, that stuff, I was reading for someone the other day and I was like, um, 
you, your house is really protected, but you know all the elementals are like all around it, trying to like bang down the door. She's like, yes, yes mm. they are. <laughs> so seeing that, seeing all those things, I mean, it all kind of comes through. It all came through for me like at a whoosh, like at a sort of overwhelming rate. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't kind of gotten myself into, into, into this um, class that I'm in working with this woman, I mean, I don't even know. It would just kind of overwhelm me at this point, I think. Yeah, I have to just kind of hold really tight to presence whenever I see weird shit like shadows in the corner of my eyes and stuff. And uh, I, I've started like experiencing things at work. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be absolutely sure that somebody is working in front of me and then I'll look up and nobody's there. So, <laughs> so I don't know what that is. That's probably mm -hmm. just my imagination, but I, I'm, I'm getting weird Never. shit like that. I feel like that fear is like a sign of, you know, sort of reestablishing our sort of dominion over our space and, or just like, you know, our new boundaries as we've expanded. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely with your appreciation of the plants and everything, Shanna, like I'm, I have no doubt that that helps, but it also, you know, has you lots of friends. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I have to, I mean, I have to lock down my space for sure. I have to lock down my house. I'm going to lock down my property in, in a different way. I locked it down sort of haphazardly before um, the winter happened, but I have, it's like the more that you kind of expand your, yourself and open yourself up, it's like the more there's like a freaking spotlight on you that they're all like, Ooh, let's go see Shanna. Let's go, what's she doing? Let's scream in her ear at uh, inopportune times. Like, I was like, oh no, like I have to lock everything. And it's not just my home, like I'm, I'm responsible for property as well. So that has to be locked down. Otherwise, I mean, it's like a freaking highway. Wow, Grand Central Station, spiritually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I'm gonna say thank you, Shanna, for, for uh, the, the generosity of spirit you've shown tonight. It's, it's really wonderful to hear about all this. And I, I found every minute fascinating. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for kind of switching gears with me and yeah, just sharing this all with us. I know that was that was weird. What is time? What's time again? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other show, folks. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> uh, thank you all for showing up tonight. I really appreciate that. It was wonderful, and uh, look for Thursday when uh, Shannon will be back and she will be inter interviewing the wonderful Wild Nimue. Uh, if all things go well and the stars align. Uh, so on behalf of the Resonant Creatives Collective Network, I want to just thank you all for showing up. Uh, expect this episode to drop in a few weeks because I, I, we're trying to create a backlog for season one. And I'm going to say good night and good night, Shanna. Thank you again. And thank you all for showing up. I appreciate it. Bye bye. Good night.